नमस्ते प्रेयर्स एंड मेडिटेशंस ऑफन पीपल आस्क दैट हाउ टू नो मदर्स गाइडेंस सो मदर हर सेल्फ इज स्पोकन अबाउट इट सी सेट पीपल इमेजिन दैट द डिवाइन इज बिजी टेलिंग दैम डू दिस डोंट डू दिस so when we speak about guidance we straight away think about some external action or a step to be taken not to be taken and no doubt uh, guidance does operate there but she says the most important thing is not that but the attitude with which we take things the same circumstances for instance somebody wants to lead a life in the ashram it may be done with the highest attitude that i want to really serve her love her know her to serve her better or it may be taken from the normal mundane attitude that life is comfortable it's a nice place we can just live here and you know everything is provided one may run away from the challenges of life so many things same same action so from the yogic standpoint repeatedly mother and shirbind remind us in fact there is one of those statements which you will find exactly the same words in shirbind's collected works and the mother's collected works it it comes under both so it is from the standpoint of yoga what you do is less important than how you do it and with what consciousness you do it from the standpoint of you yoga so of course this is a general rule it doesn't mean we murder somebody and say that you know my attitude was nice actually attitude cannot be right incidentally if i am doing it for anything personal gain selfish interest it cannot be right but yes if we look at outwardly rama killed wali and uh, arjuna engaged in a whole war gori war what about people on the other side what were they doing there also you may be on this side or that side it doesn't matter it's your attitude which is important so attitude is so important in yoga primarily it is that so before even we talk about mother's guidance and some people straight away take that mother is asking me to do this asking me to do that that has never been mother's ways if we really look at mother's life and the letters of sadhaks very rarely she will say do this don't do this generally it is she will reveal to us a kind of truth behind it and then she will tell us that you know this leads to this this leads to that what should be our attitude what should be our state because it all depends upon each one's individual development unique needs stage of growth uh, all this so but attitude is always in our hands so this prayer of april 28 1914 teaches us the attitude we can have even in the midst of the darkest circumstances <clears throat> april 28 1914 thou art the master of the world thy law unfolds before us with precision as i thought and as i thought or rather as thou didst make me understand it before we left paris it is the best what could best serve thy work in the world that has happened so our idea of best is very different from the divine idea of best as i often say that 
from worldly people's point of view, what happened to Vibhishna was very bad. What happened to Arjuna and Pandavas was very bad. What happened to Draupadi was very bad. And yet if we look at the end point, well, we would say it was the very best because it brought them so much closer to the divine and helped in the manifestation of the divine. So, she first of all says that your law is unfolding with precision. It's not like only in her life. It happens in human life. But we are not able to see it or understand it. So she says, you have made me understand. And what you have made me understand, it is the best, what could best serve thy work in the world that has happened. So she has come to the feet of the master. And so whatever may have happened in life, which has led you to this point, can only be termed as the very best because it has brought you there. Of course, there is always a possibility of better than the best in terms of when mother was asked, is it always the best that happens? She says, well, what has happened has happened. And so you have to take it that it is the very best given the totality of your inner state, attitude, circumstances. But could have been, could it have been better? She says, yes, if we took the right attitude. If we took the right attitude, it has a power over circumstances. So circumstances, there are two kinds of humanity, which one which succumbs to the circumstances and situation, other which by taking a certain attitude, invariably not only comes out of it, but the circumstances change and help the person to grow divine word and toward the work that one has to do. In beatitude, I communed with thy puja, dominating over darkness and error. This is a time when the rumblings of First World War have started. So there is a dark. What she must have felt when she came here, we can we can only imagine what the world was in that state. Now we talk about you know how has world improved. Just go back to 1914, 1920. And then look today, we are living in a very, very different world. Okay, it is not yet the perfect world, surely. But it is, one can see that a decisive change has taken place and a definitive turn has happened. Something has happened in the consciousness of humanity, that one can see. So, imperialism that time. People were being killed, massacred, hanged by governments. Not the Taliban government. Taliban government, much worse must be happening of which people had no idea what is happening in, in the Islamic world. Because there was nobody to report. But in India, by the British government, the impeccable, well-mannered, well-behaved. See all the books of manners we read from there. What was happening? People were being hanged. If you have seen those images of Khudirambos, Jallianwala massacre, all this was happening. And there was no voice raised. There was no human rights. There was nothing like, you know, the world unites against some kind of atrocity. <laughs> nothing like that. Theft, decoity, all these were ways of life to which people had just accepted. The condition of women. Today, you know, they can come, they can listen, they can travel. None of this was there. And many things I have myself seen. I am sure many people have seen the change that has taken place in the last 30-40 years. You just couldn't travel without always feeling that something amiss may happen.
That was the state of affairs. So ways of life have changed. So there is much darkness and error. And she says, In beatitude I commune with thy puzan, dominating over darkness and error. Shining like a marvelous and eternal dawn above the mud of hypocritical force and its apparent success. Hypocritical force. A force that shows and claims what it is not. So she sees that above that there is a greater truth which is dawning upon mankind. So what do we learn from here? Very simply that regardless of appearances we must always have faith in the dawn, in the light of truth and its ultimate victory. When mother was asked what should be taught to children she says the certitude of truth's final victory. This should be taught to children Regardless of anything and everything Of course that truth is not necessarily the way we understand truth But the truth of our destiny The truth of our soul The truth of God's will in us Will triumph Regardless of anything So she is communing with that Puza Instead of uh, Focusing on the mud when Shirobindo would be asked, you know, with, by disciples that uh, I am having this difficulty, that problem. So he says that, tell yourself, I am not this struggling creature. This is the method in the Upanishad. I am that. So this way we keep on uh, opening the doors to the grace. But if we identified with this, then we are dragged into a quagmire. Everything has been brought to light we have taken one more step towards the full light of sincerity. And this full light will be the first stage of thy reign upon earth. So this full light of sincerity, complete sincerity. Mean, meaning thereby, Mother says, one of the first steps of sincerity is mental honesty. Never tell a lie to yourself. Never hide anything from the divine. Two things which are a must. It doesn't mean sincerity has nothing to do with people. It has to do with ourselves. Never tell a lie to yourself. By that, we mean that we unconsciously justify everything that we do or is happening in our life. That we should not do. One should be able to see oneself as one is. And then she says, never conceal anything from the divine. And it may look, yes, of course, why would one? But uh, I have seen, at least uh, I have observed once, when going through a crisis, I wrote a letter to the mother. Long, long letter. Maybe 30 pages letter. Huh? All my tale of woes. <laughs> and sent to her. You see, the effect that happened was not just about the way life changed. But first thing I realized, this was all nothing but much of it was outer drama. I didn't see the thing the way it is. I was quietly having a very good picture of myself. And... Whatever was happening in my life, I was a good guy. And therefore, why things were happening to me who is a good guy? This is way back. And the first thing she did was took away that mantle. Oh, first see yourself. Then you, you know, I'll, I can help you. At one place, mother says, those who are sincere, I can help them. But those who are not sincere, it is impossible to help because they will shut the door. The moment the divine presses, what he will do is show us. See, with the world we can tell a lie, but we cannot tell a lie to the divine. So that's where hypocrisy comes in. Hypocrisy is normally 
people do to put up a show to the world it's not good be what you are of course you should be decent you don't have to tell all that is happening in your life to the world because it'll be definitely misunderstood not chance it will 100% misunderstood but when it comes to divine tell him absolutely raw and the way it is if there is a anger issue tell the divine i get anger and irritated by the smallest thing instead we say mother what can i do in my life there is this person who makes me angry now that is insincerity but when we say mother i am prone to anger pretext or no pretext slightest provocation makes me angry similarly when we pray to the divine you know go and say mother this corona why have you sent this corona get us rid of this corona we should say mother get us rid of the fear give us true knowledge about the play as you been the says in you know semitics olden times uh, medieval ascetics blamed women for their fall <laughs> and shubhendra says i would rather think more nobly of women as well as god <laughs> as if women were created to tempt men you see you will read that oh this apsara came and she caused my downfall no sir <laughs> you are responsible if at all but everything can be made a passage toward the divine that's a different part but this tendency to automatically justify it's almost automatic in human nature that's why he says first thing is sincerity mother goes on to say if you are not sincere and wanting to become more and more sincere don't take up yoga because yoga will lay bare everything inside all the good images and everything so she says the full light of sincerity is dawn must be something in a life about which uh, it's not even important to know but look at the divine mother at that stage of realization that's what is important you often think somebody is experienced realize one has become sincere it's one of the rarest virtue it means to be completely transparent before the divine again it is in reference to divine it has nothing to do with anyone but suddenly show and sham are not good because show and sham is toward the world but you are trying to conceal something show something that is also not good but with regard to divine just to be transparent o thou so first stage of the rain upon earth is sincerity and that's what we see happening today even in the war what is war bringing out all the hypocrisy hypocrisy of the united nations hypocrisy of the mighty nations hypocrisy of the west hypocrisy of the east everything is being laid bare at one place mother gave this message men countries continents choice the choice is imperative to thought the abyss then she said men are so insincere in their international dealings these are her words so now we are being compelled to become sincere because now you can't hide it is becoming too much in the open for instance people say that the war should stop but if you see all the time both sides everything is been done to prolong the war and continue it if we take a close look we'll see those who are saying champions of unity and free, freedom and war should stop are actually doing things which will only fan the flames whether you support this side or that side you are actually ultimately flaming the fuels of the war 
blaming this, that, not looking into oneself, that am I also responsible and to what extent. So, Kali is dancing over the human head to make us sincere in our international dealings. So, this is what she is reminding us. First stage. And then she says, O thou inconceivable splendor. When all the darkness is there, she is looking at the inconceivable splendor. Thou conqueror of all ignorance, victor over all egoism. Thou who dost illumine all hearts and enlighten all minds, thou who art knowledge and love and being, let me live constantly in the consciousness of thy unity. Let me always conform to thy will. So even if we take that the war is going on, how to stop it? Even recently there was an article on, you know, Shubhindra's view. And ultimately it boils down to within us, we must harbor the consciousness of unity. This consciousness of unity is not the intellectual understanding of it. And the consciousness, man has to grow in consciousness of the divine. So people will say, oh, this is no solution because it's impossible. If it is impossible, then there is really no solution. Then mankind will go down the passage. That's how Shubhindu says. Yes, it is difficult, but if this is not the way, then there is no way. If man remains what he is, then his fate and doom is written. Not by God, but by man himself. But there is a way. There is a very beautiful um, writing of the mother. Maybe we can read that. That will be very nice and interesting. What to do during the war. There was a war and we did it. I think it is 1954. She says, uh, this is the condition and you know. The key word is conquer time and space. Yeah, conquer space. Like that. So basically it is that we must always look towards the future, towards beauty, towards truth, try to become more sincere, live in the consciousness of unity regardless of appearances. Now this consciousness will start affecting everything. Whether it will eventually transform or not in our lifetime, it's not important. But that's how we should be. And then she says toward the end, with reverent and silent devotion, I bow to thee as the sovereign Lord of the world. With reverent and silent devotion, I bow to thee as the sovereign Lord of the world. And she is saying that I see darkness and error all around. But she is invoking the Lord of Beatitude, has the certitude of truth's victory. She knows that no egoism is there which cannot be conquered by the divine. That divine love and divine truth will be the victor. And she is asking us to grow in sincerity. Namaste.